All right. Let's Here's I, I want to start off with, with a little prayer that Craig won't be a fucking douchebag. Yeah. Let's hope Craig doesn't crap out today. Yeah. Also, uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We, yes. swear, we swear a lot. Um we don't mean to insult anyone, but uh, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> um so welcome to our podcast. This is themes. I realize we haven't really announced the name of the podcast at the beginning for a while or said who we are. So Yeah. Um, in case you're dropping in now, I'm Aaron. Uh, and the voice you hear on the other end is my brother, Brennan. What's up? Uh, and we kind of talk about mostly movies. So... Yeah. I mean, we, we, we mentioned this, ooh, we mentioned this in passing, but, um, oh, I also didn't start my own recording, so, well, that's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we've mentioned this in passing, uh, we are not opposed to talking about anything else, um, but it's easy for us because I live in the countryside of Japan, and... And I'm in quarantine in LA, so Ooh. this is a lot of what we have to do right now. So. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So it's a lot of, it, it's just easy for us to just watch a movie and then talk about it. Plus we enjoy it. Plus it's like kind of our family background anyway. Yep, so eh. totally. So welcome. Um, so Brennan, what are we talking about today? Well, we we are going to pay tribute to the goat. Um, yep. We are going to pay tribute to the James Bond, Sean Connery. Yes. Um, R.I.P. indeed. Risk, uh, what is it? Requiescat in pace? I don't know. <laughs> is the Italian, I, you know, I've been playing Assassin's Creed and they, <laughs> that, it's fun. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so we're, we're going to be talking about Goldfinger. Yes. Um, I, Aaron, what's what's kind of your history with this film besides that you've been watching it forever? Um, well, like you just said, I've probably seen this movie my entire life. Um, it's just I, on it's just on loop inside of our brains, really. Yeah, pretty much. And and <laughs> I think of all the James Bond movies, this is probably the one I've seen the most. Like mm -hmm. I grew. We grew up with this movie in our house. It's definitely the Sean Connery movie that we've seen the most uh, of the James Bond franchise. Um, and yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, I have some things to say about kind of watching it, which I thought was interesting. Um, just because at this point, we've now lived with Daniel Craig being James Bond for about the last decade. So uh, kind of revisiting the original bond and kind of seeing how things have changed uh, and also the the last daniel craig james bond movie is coming out hopefully next year at this point um and we're gonna get a new james bond soon so we're gonna see kind of how this role continues to change with you know whoever gets the gets the job next uh so it was fun seeing sean connery again um you know, he was great. He's the original Bond. I know some people love Daniel Craig the most, but it's always Sean. Come on. It's always Sean. I mean, Daniel Craig is definitely, um, I think he's definitely my great... like, second favorite. 
I would. I don't even think I would just rank. I don't think I would rank them. I just think that they're great interpretations of the character. Uh, Daniel Craig is a is the perfect interpretation of Bond for this time. Mm, and I yes. think I think Sean Connery was the perfect interpretation of Bond for his time. Um, and I don't. I I I kind of hate ranking something like that. Hmm. Um, I know it's fun to do, and I'm definitely I definitely do it, but. You know, there are just some times where it's like, you know, why, why do we have to rank them? I mean, they're they're made in two very different times. It's kind of like, you know, that's very true. Like Daniel it's Craig not the same makes fruit anymore, right? Daniel Craig makes a ton of sense for now. I love the James Bond movies now, um, but yeah, it's just that Sean Connery is the first. And so he is the originator of the role. He's the one that kind of everyone has to kind of compare to, you know, um, just because he was the first and he's so iconic. Like this is yeah. iconic Bond. Pretty much. Sorry. <laughs> I remember your note from last week of Brennan, stop eating in the mic. Yes, don't so eat in the mic. Um, I'm, I'm turning off my mic whenever I'm eating. <laughs> Um, um, but Brennan, so uh, what uh, kind of is your, do you have any additional thoughts on kind of the background? I know we kind of have the same upbringing <laughs> since yeah. we are siblings. <laughs> so. I, I know this movie mostly as one of the movies where I really en- started to enjoy cars. Oh, God. Like, I'm not, I'm not a huge car fan, but I do like cars. Um. Yeah, and and so this is. I mean, this is the movie for spy cars. This is it. Um, I can't think of another spy car. Yeah, not like the new ones where it's like Mercedes or some shit like that. Where you're like, I mean, they're nice cars, but it's not the same. It's not as classy yeah. as like a fucking Aston Martin. I mean, come on. I don't even well, love I- cars <laughs> and I know what a fucking Aston Martin is because of this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know the the make and model of this? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> oh my god, Aaron, it's a it's an Aston Martin DB5. Shit. That means absolutely um, nothing to me. <laughs> oh. So, um uh, basically, the the DBs are, are Aston Martin's like kind of mainline cars. So right now they're on DB eleven, I think. Cool. I haven't paid into anyway. So um, what what I do want to bring up with this is just that with Daniel Craig in Skyfall, they did do a great homage to yeah, that's true. Not only Goldfinger, but to this car, and I really liked how they brought this car back, and it was still the same uh, uh, model spy spy car that it was. It still had all the same things. There are jokes in there of just like, "Are you going to keep complaining the whole time? Like, I'm going to eject you out of the car?" Yeah, I mean this this movie Goldfinger definitely has some of the classic James Bond scenes that you know people reference again and again uh and yeah so i guess let's just uh let's start this off unless you have anything else you want to put in at the top um i will can i say my first note yes uh when the when the music started i just started laughing 
because it reminded me of Survive Boring, The Lost oh Men's Islands. Oh my god. Um, we don't that have to get no, super into that. That is a even know, this family was, this film. Was, <laughs> this was, uh, the kids are bored and they're, they're creative and so they decided to make a little movie yeah, and we it was our parody. Camera. We It was a parody of, of um, Survivor. Of Survivor and at one point two of the people are like having a, a full on shootout and Aaron is running around the camera, like doing the James Bond soundtrack. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that till just now. <laughs> I, personally, I had a completely different reaction to when the music started. I just got excited. Like, <laughs> like okay, because. It's funny how iconic music, it just gets you. The James Bond theme is so, it's so huge. You hear it, you know exactly what it is. You get immediately in the mindset, ready to Absolutely. hop into the adventure. So just hearing the music, I, to be tr- truthful, I wasn't super excited to watch this movie today. I was kind of in a different zone, kind of the movies I wanted to watch. Um, mm-hmm. So when I was like, all right, I'll turn on. And as soon as I heard the music, I was like, I'm in. I'm in. James Bond. Let's go. So I I was just really stoked just with the music starting. Uh, and um, also, uh, <laughs> I forgot how this movie starts. <laughs> I completely forgot there's a whole spy scene before he's in Miami and meets Goldfinger. Yeah. My first note is... James Bond swimming with a fake bird on his head. Sexy. No. <laughs> uh, that was also one of my notes. I was very confused because, I mean, now that like spy films are a lot more, I guess you could say realistic. They're they're stylized in a different way. They're unreal in a different way. But nowadays they're a lot more. Yeah, they're much like, more grounded. W- yeah, when 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 you're talking about a stealth thing, you're not putting on a fucking bird on your head. A duck uh, helmet. <laughs> a du- you're not wearing a duck helmet. Like it's definitely not real. Like and and so my first note is is really just like uh so you're in a black wetsuit in the middle of the night in dark water. Why do you need the bird hat? Also, please note that he's wearing his nice dress shoes to swim he crawls out of there and he's got his nice james bond shoes on he doesn't have flippers nothing like that and immediately gets out and like runs across and is like patent leather shoes i'm just going wow (laughs) all right it it is really funny watching this movie and and now seeing all kind of the new james bond like mission impossible um all these other kind of new uh spy films and seeing kind of how much has changed since this movie came out uh, yeah in terms of the realism in terms of the gadgets in terms of um, a lot of the other stuff I mean we can talk about this James Bond movie comes with a double dose of sexism and racism so oh my god yes there there's some problems with this film but it's it is interesting to see how much this how much the James Bond franchise in particular has evolved from this. Well, it was certainly, um, yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah, we will. Uh, so, so I do, I do love this little opening scene. I mean, they always do 
kind of a scene at the beginning where James kind of is a badass. Um, I paused the movie because since I didn't remember this whole opening, I thought, did I rent the wrong movie? <laughs> I double checked. I thought I was like, did I did I click on? I swear I clicked on Goldfinger. This isn't how I remember Goldfinger starting. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, he's on his mission with a duck on his head, comes he, out of the water. <laughs> he he runs over into this uh fake silo which is filled with dun 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 marijuana. Ooh. Oh my god. The devils, I don't know. Um and uh I just love that. Just like this is totally the time where <laughs> All well, this is the that, 60s, like, man. Yeah, this is the 60s of like, beware of marijuana. This is it, reefer madness. It is the gateway drug. Once you take one hit of marijuana, you are down for that. You are going to be a drunker the rest of your life. You're going to jump out a window and die. <laughs> You're going to be a druggie. You're going to drop out of college. You're not going to have a good job. Yep. You're not going to have a good wife. You're and now you can just gay. buy it from the corner store. So I, not not only can well, you not, buy it from the the corner store, you can have it just goddamn delivered to your house without having to get up from your couch. I mean, what very true. Um, so also, yeah, he goes into the silo. And there's all those tanks of nitro, but they're next to a desk surrounded by like plants. And I'm going, who keeps their desk next to the nitro can <laughs> like cans? <laughs> it just seems like a weird setup for a secret lair. I mean, maybe the nitro guy. He's just like, oh, he I just loves like plants. <laughs> oh, so he has this tube of plastic explosive. I just started laughing because I was like, this is kind of how I feel whenever I, I brush my teeth. When I squirt, when I push out the toothpaste, I'm like, time to put in the C4 detonator. Ah! And also it's funny because now an explosive would be so much smaller and like maybe a, a thin strip of gel or something like that. But this this explosive is so big and bulky and <laughs> looking. Yeah, it's a... I mean, there's a lot of these things that are, are quite over the top that you're just like, mm, I don't think uh, you do that nowadays. But um, but it is quite wonderful. I, I I love it. I laughed. I had a good time. Um, so yeah, he 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 sets up the the, the toothpaste explosive. Um, he he jumps back over the wall and he takes off his swimsuit and underneath is like this fine white suit. It's his tux. Typical classic bond. And I just love it because then you realize like he's been running around in a suit. I don't know. Okay, this might be a thing for for most for more guys out there. But if you're like if you bike somewhere in a suit, that feels really gross because then you have to be in the suit the rest of the day. Like I almost guarantee you that suit does not smell good. No, absolutely not. And a wetsuit does not keep you from not getting wet. It just keeps you warm. 
<laughs> I think it, I think it's a special wetsuit. In his well, case. anyway, um, I also thought so, my first thought was also uh, that first scene in True Lies when Arnold Schwarzenegger does the exact same thing, where he gets out of his wetsuit into a tux, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we got the typical, you know, change from wetsuit to tux goes into this little, I, I guess it's like a cabana or something like that. I don't know what's where he's at and it explodes, bar. explodes everything, um, at per usual. <laughs> I do love how, how everyone's like, number one, I think the dancer is hilarious how it's like, she's trying really hard to shimmy. <laughs> and look up at the same time. Yeah, it she's looks a very bad multitasker. She's a very bad multitasker, and it looks really funny. Um, but then, like the bomb goes off, everyone's freaking out, and then James and this one other guy are just like chilling at the counter. I'm like, hmm, that's suspicious. Like I the two people that, the bomb. <laughs> yeah, the two people that aren't reacting at all to this explosive are probably the people that set off this bomb just gonna make that that guesstimate right there but yeah i'm pretty sure i'm right um i mean to be fair james bond is possibly one of the worst spies ever not only does he not react to anything he introduces himself by name constantly he's no yeah. secret agent <laughs> everyone knows who he is yeah it i mean i i mean that's the thing that um casino royale with Daniel Craig really wanted to to take on was this idea of like his ego is intense. Yeah, it's his, astronomical. <laughs> yeah, it's astronomical. That's such a good word to use to describe yes. it. Um yeah, he's ridiculous. As he we said in our ridiculous. As we said in our Troy episode, hubris. Um so <laughs> and then so he goes back and of course he gets on with the with the dancing girl um cuz of course it's James Bond um and <laughs> this movie starts out the guy comes in to attack James Bond and first of all he sees the attacker's reflection in her eyeball which what i don't even think that's that's not even possible that's and possible is it I don't uh -huh. know. I've never seen someone's reflection in someone's eyeball before. Maybe some Here splashes. Mm. But so, and then no, definitely not as clear as that. That's for sure. Not only that, he then uses her as a human shield. <laughs> 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 this movie, oh my god, James well, Bond. I mean, has no regard for women. <laughs> well, I mean. In his defense, she is setting him up. That's true, but holy shit, dude. He just throws her in front and lets her get clobbered by the But, but she's setting him up. Yes. You know, All so right. I, I, at the same time, it's like, okay, yeah, but let's also just turn it back and remind ourselves, she bad. She real bad. So, Yeah. So then he like fights the dude and he ends up throwing him into the bathtub and electrocutes him. Um, and of course he, he says at the end, shocking, very shocking. And I'm like, Oh fuck, oh, here we go. Shocking. Here we go. <laughs> right. And then 
credits time. Fucking iconic. (laughs) Iconic to the nth degree. Like, unbelievably iconic. Um, I I just wrote these, these opening credits are so iconic because they're so simple. Yeah. I mean, really, really well some of the other, you know, all the other opening credits, you know, where it's just like, we're going to have everyone be a stylized playing card and like all the bullets are going to be card things and blah, 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 and whatnot. This is like, what is this? This is women painted in gold and then having scenes of the movie projected on them. It's really well done, and it's it is it is just. I mean, when you think of a James Bond opening credit, that's usually the one that I think of. Um, It it's pretty awesome in terms of the design and and all that stuff. Also, I noticed that when he shoots the golf ball, it goes into the woman's boobs. Yes, I was like, oh no. Yes. (laughs) Oh, typical. we're gonna it's have a James lot of Bond. we're gonna have a lot of comments like that, um, and of course, mm-hmm. also the the music. I mean, this song is one of the best James Bond themes. I think uh, best James Bond theme. I I can't remember kind of the other ones like how because obviously so many artists have done James Bond renditions, some better than others. Uh, for sure, but this one is definitely one of the, if not the top, the, one of the top James Bond themes. Um, so from here we go to Miami, and this is where I remember the film starting, and I was like, oh good, I'm in the right movie. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're in Miami, and Felix, uh, who's the CIA contact for James Bond, um, is there trying to find him to give him his kind of next mission, basically. Um, and Bond is, of course, getting, you know, getting a back rub from a girl. He then he gets up to see Felix and he goes, and she goes, oh, what's going on? He's like, man talk. Turns her around and slaps her ass. Holy fuck! This movie is so sexist. James Bond just just so dismissive of women. It's ridiculous. Um, well, this is this is certainly. I mean, this is what I mean of you know. Can you rank these? There's definitely some positives, some some negatives. Definitely, Sean Connery is the James Bond for the 1960s, where misogyny was okay. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. And, and and this was this was. I mean, he was the man's man. Yeah, exactly. Um, and do what you, you know, want, take what you want. Yeah, and obviously that's not how we should be living today. And and so, like you know, there you should kind of be skeptical, skeptical of James Bond in this, and just like mm-hmm. mm, this is a little, um, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. He's he's he is still suave as fuck though. Oh, he is. And it's also, I mean, it's Sean Connery too. I it's mean Sean Connery. He's he's a handsome man. <laughs> yeah. I like I believe him getting all the women. That's not really yeah. a stretch at all. I mean, he's tall, he's like good looking, he's got it going. Um, yeah. 
especially since he was like the pinnacle of of male body image for the time. Oh yeah, well he was a bodybuilder, which is really yeah. funny to think about because when you look at him, you and you think about a bodybuilder, you might think about like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. Very different. Or the Rock. Type. Yeah, very different type of like bodybuilding in the sixties. Um, oh my god, yeah. And so he basically he gets his um his assignment, which is Goldfinger. Um, who he's supposed to watch? Um, yeah, he's he's basically supposed to like. How far ahead are we moving in this? Oh, I'm just just kind of getting his assignment, and uh, oh, and then like, kind still of still in Miami or back in yeah, still in Miami. Okay. okay, at this point, they're just introducing him to his target like more will come later in terms of what they want him to do but they just want to be like hey by the way we want you here because that's the guy we're gonna have you follow yeah um, and we're and, and like, we're oh sorry take like you know take a moment to to watch him see how he behaves so you can understand the kind of person that you're dealing with um it is a little strange that like they would have they would send him to miami to introduce to basically be like, hey, that's the guy, and then call him back to London. To then get the real, like, the official in-depth assignment. Yeah, situation. but I mean, Goldfinger was going back to London anyway, so whatever. Yeah, and we're, um, and we're introduced to Goldfinger as well in this kind of opening series of scenes, and my main note was, look at his little gold slippers, which is so silly looking. <laughs> I mean, anyone who wears that shit... <laughs> he's He's... I think he's what Trump thinks he's like. Oh, absolutely. I had very, throughout this movie, very strong Trump vibes. Amen. I was like, ooh, that's yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's a Trump bad thing. Taste, like, bad taste oh, he's going to play, he's going to play golf with a, with a gold. Oh putter. yeah. Mm. Oh man. I have some notes about that, but so, so we're going to have the most amazing party. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Where's your ball? Oh, it's way over there in the trees, but I'm gonna put it right here in the middle of the grass. It's all fine. Yes, we'll we'll get into that scene in a bit. But um, and also, anyway. and also the funniest thing about this whole introductory scene to Goldfinger is the um, he they introduce him, you know, basically cheating at cards um, and against his opponent, and he's got this wire in his ear, and it's so big, and it's so obvious, like. Today you'd be like, he's wearing a wire. He's obviously getting information well, I think, through that. I think no, Aaron, Aaron, that's a hearing aid. Is it? It does not. It's connected to like Aaron, a box. I don't know. Aaron, that is the 1960s hearing aid. Really? Because it's yeah. ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but that is a 1960s hearing aid, and that's why he pretends to not hear him when he's like. Here, hold on. And then he turns it up. He's like, did you say 50? He's like, yeah. Okay, Fine. yeah. I just still think it's a really obvious, like, duh, he's listening to I think to you somebody. should rewatch this with dad, because dad, <laughs> a lot of my insight into this is, beca is okay. because of watching with dad and like, dad, what the but fuck still, is going but still, on? If I was oh, that's Brennan, that's a 1960s hearing aid. Even if someone oh, okay. had a hearing aid, even if someone, it was a hearing aid. I would still be suspicious of anyone who had something in their ear while they're playing cards. I mean, that's highly suspicious. 
just yep. to, that's my anyway. So no, I uh, agree. I I agree, but hey. My next and most important note for this entire film is look at Bond in his little romper. This is really important to me. I'm a big fan of men in rompers, and he's got this short, short, baby blue romper on, and I love it. And I think all men should dress like this always. I'm oh very excited. If James Bond can wear it, anyone can wear it. Like <laughs> I will I will stick with my classic onesie. Thank you very much. I mean it's just a onesie with shorts. But I like my onesie because I have well I have two onesies. Yes. Yes. One one is a is a dragon. I have little wings and a tail. Oh that's um, exciting. Oh it's very fun. I feel very happy with it. And then uh 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 yeah, and then the other one is Totoro, but I use, mostly use that for Halloween. I have a skeleton onesie, which I wear fairly regularly. Nice. <laughs> it's not just for Halloween, you guys. Um, but so anyway, I'm very excited about this romper. I just need to call it out. It's probably my favorite fashion choice in this entire film. Um, and And so Bond, he goes upstairs because he kind of suspects that like what I thought, he's getting <laughs> some information from somewhere else. So he goes up to Goldfinger's room, and of course, there's a beautiful girl. Was it Jill Masterson? Um, who's yes. up there? Who she's got her binoculars. She's feeding Goldfinger the the cards that his opponent is using. Um, and of course, Sean Connery got to put the moves on her. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no way around it. Um of course, of course. He's got to put the moves on her. Also, did you catch his line about as bad as listening to the Beatles without earmuffs? Yes. yes! I love that. It's so funny because it is a genuine dig at the Beatles for that it, time. It is. And it is such it's a like so funny. It's such a not of the the counterculture generation because James Bond is not counterculture. He's no. very he's very old school. I forget what um, decade the books were written in by by Ian Fleming, but I think it was like the forties. In the forties. So so James Bond is very much even though this is a very sixties film. It's also a 60s film of someone who's not part of the current changes that are going on in society. James Bond is old school. So oh, yeah. Of course he doesn't like the Beatles. He probably thinks they're noise. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, and yeah. Talk about a comment that didn't age well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't expect everything to age well, but yeah. Well, no, um, I mean... <laughs> So after after he says this, he's going to the fridge to get some more. Oh no, sorry. Then of course he strips the girl. Duh. Um, he he and Jill are together, and then he's getting up to uh, chill the champagne bottle and gets clubbed over the head by a mysterious person. But because of the music note, we have an idea of who it is later. Especially yeah. since we see a bowler hat in a silhouette. Who oh could it be? Um, I don't know. And when he comes to, he finds Jill dead, painted gold. 
and, dun, and dun, I, dun. I, I have to put in, uh, you could not die from skin suffocation. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote skin suffocation. Really? Because he goes, oh, you have to have a a patch of skin at the base of your spine. I'm like, no, because she also would be able to breathe through her nose and mouth. She basically have to be smothered to death in the first place. It's it is one of the it's a Hollywood death, but boy is it dramatic and memorable. It's it is intense. You're like, oh, damn, she got painted gold and she died. Like that's intense. Like that's really, really. Oh, that's so intense. I remember when uh, I was little. I was like, that can happen. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I totally believed it until I saw the Mythbusters episode where they're like, this is so false. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. Now I don't just, have to worry about it. It doesn't that. make any logical sense. No, because then it's like, how would you be able to be underwater? Exactly. Uh, um, how could you swim? <laughs> the moment you swim is the moment you start to drown. You just like, die. Um, <laughs> you must take a shower from the waist up and then from... <laughs> <laughs> you can't get in a bath. You will die. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, so once, it's, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, so once Jill is dead, we head back to England, merry old England, um, where he, where Bond gets kind of his update from. Is, is this M? Yes. I'm so used to M being Judy Dench at this point. I forget who else played Judy Dench that. is. Epic. Of course. Or uh, if I might if I might use some uh some London slang, Judy Dench is Dench. Dench. Apparently that is like the the news the slang in London. Well uh, if you say something London, is really cool, you call it Dench. Tell us if that's true, or we just made it up. Either way, I support it. Um I, I know I know it's a thing because on the Graham Norton show they asked Judy Dench, how she felt about the fact that Dench was a term to I be like really that. cool. And she was like, ooh, I quite like that. <laughs> I was like, I... yeah, because Judy Dench, you're awesome. Yeah. And also because Judy Dench is, I think she is the only person who has survived through multiple bonds. Because she was M for Pierce Brosnan and is still M for Daniel Craig. Oh, no, she died. Well, yeah, up until like the most recent. Oh my god! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! M dies, but but if you haven't seen the movie. It's been out for several years now, yeah. so it's on you. Yeah, but so but she is the only person who's been through multiple Bonds. Most characters get you know recycled and reshuffled with each incarnation of Bonds. She's the only one who's been M for that long. So she's been M since the nineties. I mean, that was a long time. That's so, a good long time. So for me, she's always M. So whenever I see like a man be M, I'm like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, we get a little scene with Money Penny, um, who just wants a wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, girl, you're better than that. <laughs> well, no, that's not that's not what Money Penny is. No. Monty Penny is the only girl that Bond can't catch. I guess. Monty, but in- no, 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 no. Monty, it's not an I guess. You have it's it's something that has been established over all the Bond films. Monty Penny is the only 
person that can match Bond's wit and charm. Wait a minute. And wait a minute. Isn't she also in one of the movies? I don't think in the Sean Connery movies. She's the only one who's ever married James Bond. She has never married James Bond. Are you sure? I'm pretty yes. sure she has. Monty Penny has never married James Bond. Okay. I'm going to look this up, but continue. Go for it. Um, but that's because that's that's the whole um that that's the whole point of Monty Penny's enduring uh love is the fact that e the reason why everyone loves her is the fact that she is the only person who has ever been able to take on James's wit and charms um and 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 so and, and that's also what's so great about Skyfall is that it establishes why that is the case. She used to be a spy herself. So she knows all yeah. the ins and outs well, of, she's of definitely, getting what... Yeah. She's definitely better in the new movies, I have to say. But, oh, I mean, yeah. at least just looking at just this movie, her her weird little, like, flirty thing with James Bond in this scene, it doesn't give you that impression of her being able to match James Bond. She like all of her jokes are about like I need a gold wedding ring situation, which I was like, oh really? Um but anyway, so no, we she's get making fun of him. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't get that. But I think um, you just didn't get it. <laughs> but so so then we get kind of the update from the the uh of kind of what what goldfinger's deal is is he's smuggling gold to other countries to sell illegally um to make more money because of different markets it's actually kind of a boring thing it is it is quite boring and and it unless you pay attention there's no real reason why you should care all you know is that he a bad guy he a real bad guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> uh, excuse me. Let's oh my god. Die. Okay. <laughs> die? <laughs> what? What? Did you just tell me to die? No, I would never say something like that. <laughs> Anywho. Um, <laughs> so here we move on to probably everyone's favorite scene, which is, or scene, one of not seen, but like the parts in every James Bond film, which is meeting up with Q to get the latest gadgets. Brennan, do you want to talk about what the scene, what's going on? <laughs> I love, I love this. There, some of the Q scenes in the movies are really uh, overly silly. Some are are rather ridiculous, and then this one, I just love. I mean, this they one. had John Cleese's Q once, so it's definitely silly. <laughs> They definitely had, yeah. It it was it was a thing. I don't remember which one he was in, but it was yeah. in the Pierce Brosnan one, I think. Okay, um, but yeah. So so Q, if you don't know, Q stands for Quartermaster. He is the person who gives the the spies all their little gizmos and. I gadgets. didn't know that standard for Quartermaster. Yeah. Oh, I learned something new today. Yeah, that's why he's called Q Quartermaster. Yeah. Um, oh, and M is master. No. No? No. Oh, never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to put it um, all together. <laughs> nope. 
Nope. Um. So. Uh. Uh. So. So Q has a. I mean, you just look around. There's always some crazy stuff. So you see, like uh, a smoke spraying parking meter. That there. was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites is is a, a guy in the background gets shot with a with a machine gun uh, in the chest, and he's like still standing. And they open it up, and it turns out it's a, a bulletproof vest. And then Q turns to Bond, and he says, "We haven't perfected it yet." Oh my god! I know that was <laughs> really like, good. Oh my god, so you mean you've blown, you've killed some people trying to protect this damn thing. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, and, and so he goes through, like, all the, all the different stuff, like, here's um, basically what we now call a GPS tracking device. Yes. Um, high uh, tech at the time. High, high tech. It's about uh, the, the modern ones are the size of the small one that he introduces like this is the baby brother <laughs> yeah um and uh so that's that's wonderful um uh, i did laugh at that although i was like you know actually gps tracking devices haven't gotten that much smaller that's um, true like the ones that like cops put under cars and stuff are still pretty yeah big. i think that's mostly because they need to be the, that big for the magnet I don't, I don't think it's actually the tracking device. I think it's more the magnet that needs to be that big so it can stick to the car. Um, but yeah, like I, that was the thought that I had. I'm like, huh, that's a. Huh. Um, and then he introduces the car. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. my God. The Aston Martin DB5, one of the most gorgeous cars ever. And Brendan is salivating on his side I... of the. <laughs> I've just put, oh my god! I just my note is in all caps. That car. Um, I just put Aston Martin. Yay! <laughs> and I put that car. Uh, so so there's all kinds of gizmos and gadgets. So uh, the the license plate uh, can change. Uh, it's valid in in all the all the different countries. Very useful. Uh, very useful indeed. Oh my god, that would be wonderful. Uh, I think we all wish we had one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um the the wind uh wind the rear windshield is bulletproof. Uh in the dashboard uh in the the middle seat divide, you can open it up and there's uh machine guns on the front and left uh uh front right and left. There's a smoke screen, there's a bulletproof uh shield screen that can uh pop up pop up um there's also uh, an oil slick button and then of course our favorite is you in the stick shift you there's a little cap you flip it open and there's a little red button don't Whatever press you do, the red button, press the red button. <laughs> i love it that is one of the scenes that i think everyone has to remember from james bond it is it's such a silly idea and it has been done again and again in so many spy movies and as i don't know if if james bond created that i don't know if it has either but i feel like this movie is where it solidified into popular culture yeah i think it definitely became a part of the zeitgeist from that part from that point um and the reason why you don't want to touch that button is because what it does is it removes it it, it, 
uh, removes the the roof above the passenger seat and then ejects the passenger out of the car. Um, which is wonderful. So again, and we all going, wish we had one of those sometimes. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my god! The the number of people that would just like be bothering me in my car and they're just like i don't like this song oh my god it's like, you could change it oh my god i'm just gonna put it in my ipod all right eject it's my car um so <laughs> i would do that so much i would have to keep buying ejector seats um yeah it, it would be a slightly fun. cost it, it probably wouldn't be very cost effective but boy would it be fun um and this scene specifically is also where, I mean, during this whole movie, I have to confess, I thought a lot about Austin Powers during this film. Of course. Because, of course, Austin Powers is the number one spy spoof movie. And especially if you love James Bond. I mean, Austin Powers is fucking brilliant. Um, but all these gadgets, I just thought about, like, and this is this floss. <laughs> And this is a toothpaste. <laughs> okay, I get it. I have bad teeth. No, the floss is to swing us across the gorge. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's just great. And of course, also, um, as with all James Bond movies, really all Q wants is for James Bond to bring the gadgets back in one piece, which of course he never does. No, he never he never does. And that is the running gag of all James Bond movies is that Q always reminds James uh we would appreciate the items be returned in one piece <laughs> in working condition because you think about how much money goes into not only having an Aston Martin DB5 but also sprucing it up with machine guns and tires destroying propeller things in the hubcaps and you know everything in there it's just like damn that's that's a very expensive car it's yep. a very expensive car yeah that's like for that time that car was probably i don't know i'm just gonna throw out a number i'm probably wrong but it's probably like three hundred thousand dollars for the 1960s which that's a lot yeah it's, it's know, a lot of money and it's all high. It's all you know, high tech gadgets that nobody else has. So there's probably not a lot of them. It's, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, so from this scene, we kind of we send we send Bond out into the wild to basically meet up with uh, Goldfinger again uh, at the golf course where, uh, yeah, we also finally meet odd job in person oh yep. this character <laughs> he's a he's a widely recognized character definitely problematic he uh, was a hero to to south korea following the release of this film i do want to add mm -hmm. but it is it is as they uh goldfinger says that he's a mute he's not a mute he can say things. He no, just he just, says, he just says ah. But that's not a mute, though. Isn't a mute you can't talk at all? I, I would consider only using the sound ah to communicate as being unable to talk. Okay. 
Well, anyway, um, but you know, definitely one of the the James Bond characters who everyone remembers his odd job this or is, as an Austin like Powers the... random task. <laughs> 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 I mean, let's can we just give a nice little round of applause to Austin Powers for Well done. Well done. Um so our job is Brilliant. is uh going to be Goldfinger's caddy and we get into a lot of Trump stuff in this in terms of we all know that Trump cheats at golf and that's all I thought about during this scene is you know odd job putting the the new ball down his trousers all this like trickery going on on the the very edge of the rough so it's not actually in exactly this is all very trumpian stuff yuck except Um, except here's the difference between goldfinger and trump goldfinger makes a bet he loses but he pays the cash yeah he actually has the money (laughs) He actually has the money to to <laughs> unlike that broke ass bitch. <laughs> oh my god, that broke ass bitch is so fucking broke. Um, yeah. yeah, so so that's always and, and then there's also just Goldfinger's choice of aesthetics and then Goldfinger even looks like Trump. Yeah. Um, it's a whole thing. It's a it's, whole thing. It's definitely unfortunately kind of changed the associations have changed kind of some of my feelings during this movie where it's just a little too, it's too close. And so that's in the back, like Trump is in the back of your mind or at least in my mind more while I watched this movie, which I was very unhappy about because I don't want to think about him. Uh, yeah. So that was, that was kind of sad rewatching this film. Uh, and <laughs> The other thing is they're betting on a bar of Nazi gold. Yep. Jesus. Because um, it's worth a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're cheating at golf. Is the balls and basically, you know, out cheats Goldfinger, which is pretty funny. He cheats a cheater. Yes. And at the end, Goldfinger is pissed about losing and we get the first look at odd job throwing his hat and decapitating a statue uh yeah decapitating a statue i think he ends up basically creating the um was it the no that would be the uh, venus de milo but that's the arms i know but he basically cuts off an arm too kind of (laughs) <laughs> anyway, um, so bottom line is, is um, yeah, yeah, we get the so, most iconic look at, at Odd Job, um, and then Odd Job, you know, to kind of rub it in, Bond tosses Odd Job a, a golf ball, and Odd Job just squeezes it with one hand and breaks it apart, and you're like, oh damn, okay. <laughs> I like I like James's look when that happens. He's just like. All, all right, right. I miscalculated that one. <laughs> yeah, now I know what that guy's all about. I was like, oh, this is uh, not good. So Bond from here, uh, Goldfinger's like, this is the second time we've <clears throat> met because he recognizes his voice from and and knows that he was in Miami. Um, so well, also, 
I'm pretty sure James introduced himself in Miami too. He didn't say who he was over the uh, the speaker, but but Goldfinger knows who he is because he sent Odd Job to kill uh, Jill. Yeah, that's why he knows who he is uh, for sure. And and so he's like, "This is the second time we've run across our paths. I basically know what you're up to. I hope we don't ever run into each other again because you're. I can tell you're here to meddle in my affairs, basically. Yeah. And and so from here we have Bond because he put a tracker on on Goldfinger's car, his gold car, his Bugatti. Sure, I that's I was waiting for you to say what type of car it was because I was like, I don't." <laughs> His car. <laughs> it's a Bugatti. Um, and he's tracking him to Switzerland. Uh, and while Bond is driving and following uh, Goldfinger, Brennan, who does he run into? Uh, well, he, he almost gets shot at by a really bad marksman. Um, a, a lady by the name of Tully Matheson, who we learn is... Um, Uh, Jill's really hot model lady, just like that's the guy in car must chase. Yeah, pretty <laughs> just much. Demo. Um. Yeah, hit on her, and she is. Ah, they just take me to the yeah. station. <laughs> Doesn't even let him. Melting down the car because it's all made out of gold, and it's the way that brilliant idea. It is. Uh, Then this movie wouldn't work, (laughs) but. Um, so now he knows kind of how Goldfinger is smuggling his gold. Rob from is, place to place. Aja is said Korean. Korean, but uh, they never really say, although it's kind of implied that they're Chinese. And yes. so I think he is supplying the workers. Yeah. And so. We're going to get a lot of uh, representation here, uh, which is which is not good in terms of this movie. Uh, but we and this is where we find for revenge, Wait. revenge. For- 
or her sister, what, or his boy, which is not good. But but it's more, it's not in terms of like what anybody says is just kind of the here are all these Asian guys who are going to be kind of the the mindless masses who follow and they're just kind of disposable. There's no personality. I, it's just like a group thing. Really, I don't I think that's reading into it a bit much. It is, I, but I think I, I think it's important to call out, especially in the context of this movie, which is not it's not like it does a really good job in in other ways. So oh, no, I, I, mean, I just think it's important to note that I, this is yeah. kind of the representation of the kind of the Chinese automaton worker who's melting everything down, doing everything uh, that said in this case, and and also just kind of being bodies for for them to kill, which is not it's not like explicit, but it's implicit. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I think you're reading into it more than is necessary i mean this is this is my opinion um i i i when i watch it like you're i mean it's not like there's you're right there's no positive representation the asian people are bad guys Mm -hmm. um but there's nothing there's nothing that is said or implied or kind of hinted to that is like they like the that they are somehow mm-hmm. lesser or that they are or that like there's no racist taunts no you're right. you're right you're right about and that so, and I so think in that has, regard i think well, it has well, more well, to do well, with well, representation hold on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on so i chalk it up to it's the 1960s yeah, there is no representation in Hollywood. It's it's white people and specifically white men. I mean, yeah. Anyway, so I yeah, but that I, I that just, is in itself. Unfortunately, the dynamic of the time is racist. Um, yeah, anyway. but I don't. I I just I my thing is I think you're you're reading too deep into this and you're drawing conclusions that. You're like they're not in the right. I'm not defending them by saying they're in the right, but I don't think that they're explicitly in the wrong either. I just think they're it's they're victims of the time. Yeah, but racism. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and it, I, I think I think we're on. I, I think we're yeah. I think we're on the same page. Yeah, too. we're on the same. We're on the uh, same page. I because we're talking I about representation in the '60s, where there's very limited representation of um, Asian there's people, no Asian Americans, exactly. And so, of course, it's like, oh, they're the bad guys. So that that's what but I'm. I I, I, think, um, I think my my point I think is there's a difference between lack of representation and being outwardly racist. I don't think that this film is outwardly racist, but it is uh, morally wrong in the fact that it does not have proper representation yeah yeah okay okay anyway so (laughs) i think it's it's important that we had that conversation though i i i agree i agree um Um, (laughs) (laughs) so so continuing uh after our our note is important um but anyway we we realize that tilly is there for revenge 
Um, is it Tilly or, or Tully? I have no idea. I, I thought it was Tilly. I mean, he's Tully. I, I don't always know. thought it was Tully. Maybe it's Tully. I don't know. But um, I'll look it up. But she's I'll there just... to to murder Goldfinger for killing her sister. Which I'm is like, she's... yay! Okay, can can we just bring up the fact? So, like, she has this. I guess it's a handgun modified into like a shotgun. I thought it was like rifle a, just a a rifle, but like not like a big hunting rifle like more of a kind of i don't know i don't know guns you guys i don't know guns either but i will just say that from what very limited knowledge i do have about guns that little pistol made rifle probably has no actual shooting range that she would need to kill uh, Goldfinger from the top yeah. of the hill. It's not the like, thing that you'd want a sniper with. No, you'd she's she has <laughs> yeah, she has completely the wrong equipment. And so I'm just kind of like looking at this. I'm like, you're gonna sh- try and shoot him with something that's probably number one. It's probably not gonna hit him. And number two, if it does hit him, it's not gonna have anywhere near the impact that you want it to have. But, you know, if that's what you have on hand, revenge! You don't care. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, so it, it, is, it is a bit ridiculous. And then she uh, sets off a, a tripwire. I mean, technically, it's not even her fault. Bond tackles her, and that's when the, ri- the rifle hits the tripwire. She was yeah. fine until he got involved. Um you're right, Aaron. It's Tilly Masterson. I always thought oh, it was it is Tilly. Okay. Um, I don't know. But so then we get this chase scene and where Bond gets to use all of his little toys. Uh, <laughs> where they're in the car being chased by, by, the, by the bad guys. Uh-huh. Um, and he gets to use... You want? Do you want to talk about what all the stuff he gets to use? I mean, it's all the stuff we went through before. He gets to use the oil slick. He, 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 uses, he uses everything. The thing that I just really love is the fact that um and the way into the compound they have to go through um like this gate and there's this old lady, this sweet little old <laughs> Swedish lady who <laughs> uh lives in the house and her job is to open and close the gate for people. And and so she's you know, she's the kind of grandma that you kind of just imagine like Honey, would you like some strudel? I just made some strudel. Or would you like some cake? Or make oh, you just look so hungry. Let me just make you a whole bunch of food. And you're like, okay, grandma, thank you. Um, and she like curtsies when she sees James and is like, oh, you're so sweet. And James tries tries to leave and she comes out with the fucking Tommy gun and she starts riddling his car with bullet holes. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, huh? <laughs> Wait. Total change. What? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on? Yeah, we oh. get um unfortunately Tilly doesn't last long. She is killed by the hat. She is killed so fast by the hat. And I wrote, what's in that hat? Is it concrete? Like what is in that hat that like fucking kills people? Well, I'm also very confused because like it cut off the head of the statue, but it broke her neck yeah the hat seems to have various properties depending on what odd job is trying to do um yeah 
because it's light enough for him to toss. I mean, we know he's a very strong man, but it's still like, what's in there? I'm so curious. Personally, I like to think that it's like vibranium or something like that. <laughs> um, it it has intelligent design because apparently it can break someone's neck, but then completely decapitate something else. Yeah. Um, There's all, a lot going also, on with that hat. <laughs> Mysteries. Also, also, I made a comment earlier that uh, the guy who played Oddjob was very popular in South Korea. Uh, he's American. Oh, really? Uh, and not only is he American, he's Japanese American. Uh, so I apologize. I yeah. But he was still. So was he super popular in Japan then? I have no idea. Uh, but he was popular in Korea because they said he was Korean in the movie. Maybe that's what it was. That might be it because they say that he's Korean, but if he's uh, Japanese American, then you know he's from Hawaii. So really, we're talking about a lot of American writers being hell, or you know, white people being writers very racially being insensitive, very ignorant, <laughs> very um, very ignorant. Especially since like the Japanese hate the Koreans and the Koreans yeah, hate the exactly. We don't need to get into that whole no, that we whole don't. Thing, Let, but... Let's just this is I I just wanted to <laughs> mention that really fast since I had it open. Yeah, um, but, that's, so but we, it is need... important to to note that. You know, this yeah. is also an example of, of people just going, oh, they're Asian. And so then just lumping all Asian groups together. It's yeah, not, it's not right. No. So so we moving, getting back to where we were. Uh, Bond tries to run away. He crashes because he can't see. Oh, we can't forget windshield. the ejector seat, though. OK, so he uses the ejector seat to get his his. His guy out of the car it's anyway, a, i just love it because he gets to use the ejector seat it is great that he gets to use the ejector seat if only once um yeah. so then he crashes and he gets captured by goldfinger and then we have one of the most famous scenes ever of gold Wait, uh, I, had a quick, I had a quick question though yes when he crashes a car odd job shows up and he smiles at himself in a mirror yes what is with that so the it's implied that um the car that Bond saw coming at him was himself. Oh. Okay. That makes he, I was, he was so confused. he was freaking out because he was he thought he was playing chicken with a with another car, and it turns out it was just his own reflection. Okay. So he looks at the at the mirror and he smiles because he's like, ah ha ha ha, it worked. I didn't okay. think it would. I it was super fucking confused <laughs> i was going i, I don't know I what's don't going on you. i um, don't blame you anyway um, my note says ah here's the super villain shit <laughs> yes yes um yeah so so he crashes he wakes up he's been strapped down to a table and there's Typical. this big machine above him a laser <laughs> It's a laser. I'm doing the air quotations. Of course. A laser. <laughs> um, and it's, wait, wait, I, I had a note for this. Um, uh, for, first off, we get one of the greatest lines ever. It's like, <clears throat> do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. <laughs> yep. 
it is it is a classic line it's so classic it's so wonderful bravo love it i'm a huge fan of it and this um, is where austin powers wait. is the best thing ever because this scene is exactly what austin powers is all about basically, basically except goldfinger is actually good at it because <laughs> uh, he never leaves the room he or never he just was he was about to though he was about to but he wasn't like James had to talk his way out of being killed. Um, whereas in, in there are other times it's, it's not specifically this bond movie, but there are other bond movies where the, the villain will leave bond to die in some overly dramatic, slow death. Yeah. Um, and, and freaking laser beams on with freaking laser beams on their heads. Um, I think, I think, um, uh, you only live twice is one of those movies where, like, he he's sent to to die a slow and painful death, and he gets out of it. Regardless, also, Doctor No, I think is another. I think Doctor No too. I I, I mean, there's so know. many. There are so many. Um, yeah. So so I I put down um that this line the. No, I expect you to die. It's one of those lines that everyone kind of hopes that they're able to use once in real life but you know it's never gonna happen <laughs> unless no. you become a super villain um but uh and then under that i wrote it's like it's a great scene and it's super intense but then you just are reminded oh by the way um if the laser didn't stop james would have been cut through his boy bits first and i know that <laughs> was like precious part as far as Fond is concerned. Amen. But also, just like all the guys are like, "Ooh, no, no, ooh, ooh, ah, eek, no." And of course, of course, a laser is just painfully slow. It is such painfully a slow, slow laser. It's laser. so silly. Um, and the the best part about this, though is that the reason Bond gets out of it is because he knows about Operation Grand Slam. Well, First he, of bluffs, all, he bluffs that he knows about Operation Grand Slam. Right. He doesn't actually, but he's he's hoping that um, that Goldfinger will be like, mm, what if he actually does know about Operation Grand Slam? What if he has actually reported it back to MI6? You know. For me, the the more important part is Operation Grand Slam is a really stupid name. Amen. It's the worst name for a super but villain. So, but it's also so Bonds. It's so James Bond to have Operation Grand Slam. I think it's something that they thought sounded really cool at the time, but does not sound cool anymore. <laughs> I I think that's very fair. Because it's very, super very not cool or spy or evil sounding. Operation Grand Slam sounds like just what Serena Williams does on a weekend, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. I love it. I really hope that, that that's something that Serena has used at some point. Operation um, Grand Slam. It's like, what, what time is it, Serena? It's time for Operation Grand Slam. Yeah. Or a baseball term. Yeah, I, I just it's think like, it's it's just a name that doesn't hold up well, I think. It doesn't. Um, so so fun. 
he spares Goldfinger spares James Bond's life, deciding that he's more, you know, worth it to keep around for later. I'm not really sure why. Um, I don't know. Um, but we also so he takes him takes him from there, and we get to meet P- Pussy Galore. <laughs> <laughs> who I I do I do want to just say um because I I just looked this up uh Pussy Galore was played by uh Honor Blackman and she only just passed away this year so rest in peace Oh Honor. we've lost both of them this we've year We've lost we've lost James and Pussy <laughs> Pussy Galore also just as a name holy fuck I can't believe the name for that well, I, name. What, what I what I do really appreciate is how how they do start off that part <laughs> he wakes up he he does wake up and his it's just like my name is pussy galore i must be dreaming i know right <laughs> it's like it, that is james bond's dream that is stuck. james it's james bond but it's also pretty great because it is something so ridiculous it's like this can't be real and it is. It's ridiculous. I mean, just who the fuck? Who the fuck? Whoever. Goes by the name of Pussy that. Galore. Like. <laughs> a lot of vagina. A lot of vagina. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the funny thing is that name in Austin Powers is not that far off from the James Bond no! girl names. It no! actually would probably fit in exact. No one would have bat an eye. <laughs> No, <laughs> I, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's it's completely in line with everything. <laughs> it's so <laughs> ridiculous. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, the so thing galore is uh, Goldfinger's personal pilot. Pilot, and of course, James Bond, being the misogynist he is. Assumes that she can't just be a pilot. She must also be Goldfinger's sex toy. And I like the fact how she she is just like the fuck you just say? She's like, I'm an excellent pilot. Fuck you. Uh, I I really like how she is just like no, you misogynistic fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I'm a damn good pilot, and I have a gun, and I will shoot you. Um, I do. And, what, okay, there, okay. there's what, or maybe this is just after this. This mm-hmm. might be it. Okay, keep going. I think. This oh, is I was after. going to say that this is also the scene where we get our first uh, martini shaken, not stirred, uh, and actually the only one in this movie. Yeah, there's always at least one in everything that they do. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, we we land at the the airstrip. We realize that Pussy Galore is not just a pilot, but she is a pilot trainer for her oh, group. Oh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, oh, hold on, hold on, hold yes. on, hold on. I have one thing that I just I it caught me off guard, and I just couldn't help but laugh. Um, so there's number one. There's the great little scene of of james getting changed in the ah uh, yes room. i i just think it's really cheeky and funny of um you know the spy is playing spy games with the person spying on him 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's really funny. <laughs> I like it. Mostly um, the shaving cream, which I think is mostly, hilarious. Yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about, um, James, it, they're about to, to land uh, for a brief stop in, I guess, Baltimore or somewhere. And yeah. um, and James is, you know, he's still in his, his nighttime cat suit. Um, and so he's like, <laughs> you know, can I can I refresh? Can I get changed? And they're like, yeah, sure. And when he goes in, they're like, all right, keep an eye on him. You know, make sure he's not up to anything. So there are all kinds of like little, almost like front door peepholes um, in, to, in the to, bathroom. To, yeah, in the bathroom to keep an eye on him. There's there's like a, a one-way mirror um, so that they can, they can watch him through the mirror. There's a thing in the, the clock, you know, this you know yeah. that kind of stuff, and so he once he realizes that there's someone trying to keep an eye on him, he's just playing all these little games of like putting different things in front of the the peepholes, and um, and then when he starts to shave, he he shaves, he winks at the mirror, and then he takes the shaving cream and puts it directly over the one spot where the peephole is, and it's just yeah. like that's cheeky. That's I great. Good that. job. Um, and then the next thing is um, uh, Felix Slider checks in with M to let him know like Bond has just entered the United States just to give you a heads up. And if you look at his back, the window of his office, it's so funny. It's like this front row view of the white house. Oh yeah. I saw that too. South of like the South lawn. And I'm just like, where, where is this, this office where you have such a close view of the White House without the Washington Monument in the way. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but I. But what I wanted to say is when we land in Kentucky, of all places, because um, that's where Fort Knox is. Because that's where Fort Knox is. Um, it we get introduced to Pussy Galore's Flying Circus, which I think <laughs> is a hilarious name. I don't know why they chose that name. It sounds A, it sounds stupid. B, I immediately think of Monty Python's Flying Circus. Yes. C, why would someone, especially, I don't even think it even matches up with the character because Pussy Galore takes herself very seriously as like, I'm a, I'm a damn good pilot. Why would she call her training school Pussy Galore's Flying Circus? That seems like something she wouldn't do. I'm pretty sure that's because she wouldn't have done that yeah um what you yeah. think goldfinger forrester two? Uh, i i don't know if goldfinger forrester two, but i think the idea is that yeah someone made the decision on her behalf um i mean we we find out that the reason why she even has this thing is so that they can uh release a, a nerve agent <laughs> Around all of Fort Knox. So, uh, oh, his nose is bleeding. Damn. Um, sorry, Sumo. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, and the Flying uh, Circus is a bunch of hot babes. I, yeah, I just wrote Fembots. Yep, it's the Fembots. But I, oh, I wrote it in the way of, of, of Austin Powers of sending the Fembots. Yep, exactly. Because I can't, I can't think of the Fembots without that actress 
saying yeah. <laughs> just shouting everything in German. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It's 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 a lot. Um, it's a lot. It's also, great. we get this great cut during during these scenes of so um, James Bond is taken to uh, Goldfinger's kind of Kentucky horse racing ranch. Which uh, is a great ranch. Yeah. Architecturally. Oh, totally. The The room is amazing. Uh, beautiful. But I, I did want to note before we get into the scene with the mob guys is mm -hmm. that Felix is staked out at a KFC, which yes! I think is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. It's just like, mm, not so subtle as product placement, eh? Yeah, Felix is getting his bucket of chicken wings and... <laughs> I'm going to get my bucket of chicken wings. Yep. Um, it's it's quite wonderful. Um, my my next note is basically just about the presentation of Operation. Yeah, Land, same. I mean, Bond so, is in a in a cell that he eventually breaks out of. Which also, can we speak about this for a second? Mm -hmm. The way he breaks out of his cell makes zero sense. All he does it, is yeah. smile and wink at this one guard. A couple of times, and then the guard's like, I'm going to open the door. I'm like, who in not, their right mind? Well, not <laughs> only that, but, like, the the best thing you could do as the guard is to fire off a gunshot. It doesn't even, you don't even have to be firing at James. The moment you set off a gunshot, everyone will come charging in. Yeah. Right? Everyone will know that there's something wrong, because... No one just fires a gunshot randomly in some Kentucky. Oh no, this is Kentucky. Never mind. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it just no people do fire shit off randomly. But um, yeah, exactly. They did. They did just real like Mitch McConnell. So yeah, they do. Gross. Um, so uh, you know, it it is a a. a jailbreak that doesn't make any sense what i do love is like how this great living room gets like transformed time and time again into i love that everything <laughs> moves nothing is stationary nothing, nothing is stationary over. like even desks that don't need to move move around for like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and i i just was i just started laughing i was like this is quite the staging for one powerpoint like imagine this is over. Like what are you gonna do? Yeah, like what are you going to do with the rest of this? Like basically this entire room has been retrofitted with everything here for one PowerPoint presentation. And then as soon as it's over, like what are you gonna do with it? Right. And like what a, are you gonna do with it? And it's a really amazing room architecturally without yeah. all the spinning shit like you could just leave it as is get a movie theater like just get a theater with a screen you don't need to that would be funny though like just in a, a parallel universe like goldfinger succeeds he's got like grandkids or something they're playing around in the house and they discover the, everything related to fort knox like grandpa why is there a hyper accurate I, model of fort knox like I that? also also just in terms of like, also in terms of 
oh, you don't want to get caught? Don't have an entire room dedicated to your plan. Search your house. They would know <laughs> it was you. Yeah. Oh, we don't, know who, we don't know who tried to invade Fort Knox. Oh, look at this house with a giant Fort Knox map that comes out of the floor. And like, mm. <laughs> I just think maybe that's a stupid idea. Uh, <laughs> like, and every like everything in this room like turns around and goes down it shuts up it's so fucking stupid it's so extra um and so we yeah. find out they're going to try and break into fort Knox. what what one of my my one pro one of my problems with this is um it's very subtle uh goldfinger introduces this nerve gas being able to knock people out for 24 hours. And then right. later after this is all over, uh, James Bond is like, Oh, I heard your thing, except, you know, you got some, some things wrong. You know, you told them that it would knock them out for 24 hours. You didn't say it would kill them. Right. You know, it's not a knockout agent. It's a flight. It's a I mean, flat this out. Is straight up chemical them. warfare is what yeah. it is. Yeah. It, he's, he's trying to kill everyone, but he, the bond bond's comment is so subdued and so small that i think it it took me a long time to realize like oh wait so they were all going to die oh, like, yeah he was just playing on killing everyone yeah and so it was just one of those things where i was like okay that doesn't make i was confused it's we'll get into it because i have some notes about that for sure yeah um, so storyline wise, it, it was like, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, no, never mind. I'm not even gonna do. It. Yeah. Um. So so anyway, he's basically playing to chemical attack, like terrorism, Fort Knox. Woohoo! To and he says to knock everyone out, and then we're whatever, like get the gold. But we realize that that's not really what's going to happen. We find out that, uh. Oh, Bond finds out that really um, what's going to happen is they're going to kill everyone at Fort Knox with chemical gas, then make all the gold in Fort Knox radioactive, therefore inflating the price of the gold that um, Goldfinger already has. Which makes sense. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. A lot of the other things don't make sense. Yeah. Uh, and also, I want to note that Bond's notes that he's making while the presentation is going on are silly as shit. It's like chem chemical gas tomorrow. Like, <laughs> Fort Knox. <laughs> Fort Knox. <laughs> 007. His notes are like the most basic shit you would definitely remember. Like, <laughs> you don't need to write them down. Yeah. But uh, anyway. So this is the this is Goldfinger's big plan. Um, Bond ends up kind of out of his cell and hanging around with Pussy Galore, who we end up in a barn with him and Pussy and having like a judo off. Basically, basically the customary James Bond sexy fight. It's like yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Yes, yeah. no. Yes, no. Yes, yes, yes. So oh, I, I yes. Did, I did enjoy 
uh, Pussy Galore flipping him over onto his ass the first time. That was great. It yep. looked very embarrassing. But then, of course, James Bond, you know, of course, gets it in. Yep. <laughs> How can he not? Yep. Uh, and so then we get this air raid. Let's talk about this plan because it is ridiculous. First of all, so the Pussy Galore's Flying Circus, I'm laughing just saying that as a statement. <laughs> Pussy Galore's Flying Circus comes in to gas Fort Knox with deadly gas. First of all, this gas would kill everyone in the vicinity, not just Fort Knox. This is a chemical, like a terrorist chemical attack, which is banned by like the Geneva Conventions and shit like that. It yeah. would kill everyone in, around, basically, depending on the wind. So, basic, so, so, Goldfinger's willing to kill like everyone in a, however many square mile radius to get to this thing, to get to Fort Knox. Also, those planes would be shot down immediately. If they flew over airspace. Yeah, it's like something like Fort Knox is, is one of the things. It's like, hey, um, no one is allowed to fly over here. Yeah, we're also talking about the 60s. It's not like they have no technology. Yeah, no, they have radar. Exactly. So these planes would be shot down so fast. Then we would have... They come in, they, they supposedly kill everybody everyone falls down they come in they blow up the gate then they have another laser air quotes to laser down the door because there was no one inside like with the windows closed i don't know it's 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 such a <laughs> such a silly plan <laughs> anyway Anyway, they they go and we see we see a short little clip of Felix also being out and we're like, "Oh no, Felix." But of course, we don't know the full story. Um so they go in, he sets up Goldfinger sets up the radioactive bomb that he got mm -hmm. from the Chinese uh physicist or whatever he is and mm -hmm. to radioactivate the gold and chains James Bond to it. This is what I don't understand. They close. So so Felix and everybody actually isn't asleep or dead. They were faking it. So they come in like guns blazing. Well, no, they, they weren't faking. Or were they faking it? Yeah, they're faking it. Okay. Yeah, they were faking being, being dead or asleep. Uh, get up, come in, guns blazing. Um, but then... Uh, one of his the random top dudes of of Goldfinger's people in odd job get ca caught like get shut into the vault, mm -hmm. and it's implied that odd job is so dedicated to the plan that he's willing to just be in there and be radiated. Yep, that I don't know. That doesn't make any anyway. Sense. Anyway, uh, yeah. So they. You know the the U.S. Army wakes up. They start shooting at everyone, and uh, to make it as difficult as possible for the plan to fail, Goldfinger closes the vault door 
and he pulls out bum, 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 the golden gun, which is a l- much bigger deal in any James Bond video game than in actual James Bond movies. Um, the, it's just a gun that's made out of gold, but in the video games, like you get the golden gun and it's like one shot and anyone is dead. Um, it's pretty intense and awesome and fun. Uh, it's also a gun that ruins most friendships if you ever play. Uh, <laughs> well, Aaron, also, Aaron, that was that was. Do, do you remember playing Goldeneye. Goldeneye, the video game? Of course, I remember playing Will, Goldeneye, Tommy, and Robbie, and we were screaming about it. And I, think I wrote Will an entire. Kept... I wrote an entire paper about you guys playing Goldeneye. Yes, and, and Will kept winning because he had the motherfucking golden gun. Yep. I yeah. do remember this. This is this is Aaron's adventures in babysitting my brother and his friends and not my friends. <laughs> well, family friends. friends. Family friends. Um but you guys were all younger Aaron so I was the oldest of us all. I was the baby quote unquote the babysitter cuz I was the oldest. Anyway, uh, but also the thing with Goldfinger is he dresses up in like a in a, in an army suit to blend in mm. but he has a golden gun. If anything's going to call you out as Goldfinger, it's a golden gun. (laughs) (laughs) Not very sneaky. No, Um, it's not sneaky at all. It's funny, though. Also, the other thing I thought about, just to... Sorry, this is another Trump thing, is you know Goldfinger has a bunch of golden toilets. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, his house probably looks like Versailles. Absolutely. Anyway, so Goldfinger kind of escapes in his costume with his golden gun, and James Bond is stuck in the vault fighting Odd Job. Yep. Uh, and I, this fight is funny to watch now, just because we're so used to modern action movies. Yeah. And, and the choreography—it's not like it's bad or anything. It's just vi- no. much—it's much slower. Also, James Bond gets kind of slid across the ground a ton of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually, he electrocutes Odd Job. Yep. Uh, Hardcore. I mean, Odd- this is this is this is another case of Odd Job's hat is going to do what it what it going to do. Yeah. Uh, so it, it won't break a girl. It won't cut off a girl's head, but it will completely slice into like five in, five inch diameter metal bars. Yeah, like, it's, it, uh... I'm telling you, vibranium. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, he gets a little cute through well hat, um, and. Then, you know, Bond has to defuse the bomb. Classic, you know, witch wires to defuse the bomb situation. But does the guy just turn off a button? Yep. (laughs) I love it. I was like, it's just a button. You don't need to cut witch wire to turn off the bomb or explode it. It's just a button that James Bond doesn't even see. (laughs) Yeah, I do think that that's very funny how... It's like you keep worrying, like, oh, how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do this? Like James Bond is freaking out, like, oh, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna do that? Ah, what am I gonna do? And then the guy comes down and he just flips the switch. Yep, that's it. It was just like, a oh, switch. Okay. It was um, a switch. And then, so after this, this is where I think this gets real funny. So after this, we've saved. Also, did you see what time it stops at? No. Double oh seven. Oh. 
I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but I I, I was excited <laughs> about it. That was a genuine <laughs> excited ooh. Like, don't don't make fun of me for being genuinely excited about it. Um, so. <laughs> So after this, this is where I think things get really funny, is we find out what happened. Because you're like, why does Felix know what's going on? Why were they not dead like everybody else? What we find out is that James Bond basically (laughs) convinced Pussy Galore to join the good side with his penis. Yep. James Bond fucked so good, he got pussy galore to decide. (laughs) (laughs) It's so silly. The sex was so good. Pussy galore goes, no, I'm going to give up all this money and become a good guy. And she gets her squadron to change the gas canisters to a not real gas so everyone's Mm -hmm. basically playing dead yep which is why everyone gets up and goes and you know attacks fort Knox. that i think that is the silliest plot point i've ever (laughs) it's pretty ridiculous (laughs) like what the fuck james bond is so funny i just it's so silly and i love it so much it's it's out of this world, the storytelling. Yep. And I haven't read any of the books, so I don't know if this is an embellishment in the movie or if this actually happens in the novels. Mm. I don't know. I'm curious. If anybody knows, please let us know. Um, so uh, James Bond's going to go meet the president. He gets on a plane. Uh-oh. What's on the plane, Brennan? Goldfinger. He and Pussy Galore and I think some that's, I it. that's it are on the plane. We get the classic don't shoot a gun in an airplane. Which, which I think everyone should Is it? Yeah, it's false. Really? Yeah, because there is I mean, number one, it's just scientifically false. The idea of pressurizing is it's not like you're f- get tossed out into a vacuum like there's not that much of a pressure difference between that and that what they're doing when they mean they're pressurizing the cabin is so yes you're flying at 30,000 feet but they've pressurized it enough that it the air content is that of like 15,000 feet you know it's not a huge thing you know hmm and and so are, so are you telling so, me that peter pan's fears of flying are wrong and hook <laughs> i mean crashing in an airplane that's one thing but being sucked out a window because of depressurization is completely false uh do you and there was actually a a news story where that kind of proved how f- wrong that was hmm. um because uh this plane uh the fuselage literally tore open they were missing a part of the wall and everyone was fine. You know, the oxygen bags came down. Everyone had oxygen and 
it, they were like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like there was some huge pop. It just got really cold really fast. That's, <laughs> like, that's, the, that's the biggest thing is that it's just like, oh, damn, it's cold. That's very interesting. I had no idea. I just assumed that was real because I've heard it in so many movies and seen it in so many things of people getting sucked out of airplanes. Um, it is completely false. So, but in this movie, Goldfinger, of course, shoots a gun and gets sucked out a window. And, of course, James Bond doesn't, because James Bond James cannot Bond. be sucked out of a window. Only Goldfinger can. Also, that window is way too small for Goldfinger's body to through. Yeah, well, I think that that's the implication of how strong the suction is. Um, so, the plane's going, so the plane's going down. It's Bond and Pussy Galore, and they jettison with their parachute. And Brennan, do you want to tell us how the movie ends? <laughs> I I wrote down. Did did they just crash land in the gardens of the Norman Simon Museum? Maybe. <laughs> of the Norton Simon Museum. I was like, this is a uh... ha. Huh? Um. So they they crash land in definitely a garden and not the wild. Um. No. And and Felix is flying around in a helicopter and just like, oh, where are they? Uh, also, can I just quickly throw in, there are some parts in this where they dub over the line. Oh, yeah. And there the are some really bad. So bad. Like, the person may not even be talk- speaking at all, but there's dialogue going on. And you're like, Especially oh. in the first scene. That is super bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's real It's real bad, but it's hilarious. Um, yeah. and And so... <laughs> Pussy. Uh, <laughs> it feels so weird just going, feels, oh, pussy. It feels so wrong to just be like, oh, pussy. Oh, pussy. Um, but, so, <laughs> pussy, I can't even, it's so weird. Uh, she gets up and she starts waving her jacket like, ah, we're down here, we're down here. And James is like, no, this is no time to be rescued. And so he, he takes them back underneath the, their parachute and they have sexy times. And I'm just like, yeah, so your little white jacket would have been easier to see than the bright orange parachute. Yeah, exactly. Like, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, Felix, you are fucking blind. You should be fired from the CIA because yeah. this is ridiculous. The whole point of the colors of the parachute is so you can find them. Yes, that's the whole point. Oh but God. really, and- the whole point is that James Bond has to finish this movie having sex with Pussy Galore. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm not going to make any sexual innuendo and- jokes about that line. <laughs> that is the end of this movie. <laughs> Amen. The thing. Um- one last note about about the film before we get into like final thoughts is I did really love that in the credits. It goes, Sean Connery as James Bond. James Bond will be back next time in Thunderball. Like, they already had this shit lined up for the next movie. People complain about the Marvel movies having end scenes to tie shit together. James Bond was doing this before. (laughs) Don't complain about movies connecting to other movies. James Bond was on this in the 60s, you guys. <laughs> I think the only the only difference is just um the fact that there is a cinematic universe now. 
And well, so yeah, it's just like it's not exactly you know, the same, movie. but I love the the connection. It's like James Bond's not gone; he'll be back next time. It's like a serial. I love it. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. So, it um, Brennan. Yeah. To wrap this up, final thoughts about this film. Anything Sean Connery makes me smile. He, yeah. I know he was he was quite the misogynistic fucker in real life, but mm-hmm. um, you know, J- James Bond is great. He is. There's no other way to to slice it. Yeah. Yeah, this this movie was super fun to rewatch. I mean, it definitely has, you know, its fair share of problematic stuff, absolutely. But it's also a lot of nostalgia. And also, James Bond is continuing on into the future. And it's changing, as you know, as each generation kind of goes on. So we're going to mm-hmm. have it. I just, it was really great to see Sean Connery. He's He's amazing. I I love his movies, and uh, you know he's the he's the OG. Like that's that's what this is all about. Um, you know, we lost a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of icons this year, unfortunately, and he was one of them. Uh, and and he is just you know he's James Bond. That that's yeah. kind of it. And and it was super fun to watch it. Um, also interesting to really, you know, interrogate this film. And I it makes me really excited to kind of see where James Bond goes in the future. Because uh, we are going to get a new James Bond after, after um, Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping that it's going to break the mold a little bit. I was a big fan of, I really wanted Idris Elba to be James Bond. Uh, but he's too old at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. But what I'm really hoping for the next James Bond, and maybe we could talk about this a little bit, Brennan, is mm-hmm. I really hope the next James Bond, because Daniel Craig was so like real and grounded and kind of like a bulldog and a fighter and like scrappy, mm-hmm. I really want the next James Bond to go back to being kind of suave James Bond. Because because that's a part of this, especially watching this movie of watching Sean Connery's interpretations. James Bond is like this slick. He like fits into all like the upper class, like upper crust stuff, puts on his tux, um, you know, gets is a smooth talker, all this stuff. And that's not what the new James Bond is about which is great like i totally love it as well but i kind of want them to change it up again and go back to kind of like the the you know that that side of james bond uh, of being kind of the ladies man and being kind of the talker and and you know debonair uh so i kind of hope that they get back to that because i i do miss that side a side of bond I'm I'm less passionate about where the Bond franchise goes. I think it's it's one of those franchises that I mean its middle name is misogyny. True. And and so it it needs to you know I'm not sure if it really has a future. 
Oh, I um, think it does. I, I mean, I love I love spy movies. They're they're always really fun. Uh, I just think it de- it just depends on where it goes. I don't really have a, a huge vote for what happens. I do think it needs to be a not white person. I agree. I agree. I enjoyed the idea of having Idris Elba yeah. be in Bond, but I think he also turned it down. He was like, well, I don't really want to be in Well, Bond. at this point, he's like in his late 40s. So they're not going to... Yeah, or maybe 50s. So they're not going to want to... Because they, they're going to want to do multiple movies. So they're not going to want to get older. I think if they can find a, a young, suave uh, actor, that would be fun to just kind of go in the next... Personally, anyway. my new yeah. vote is Daniel Kaluuya. I sure. think he would be amazing. Sure. He's an amazing actor anyway. I think he could pull it off. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited I, to see where it goes because, you know, it does, it is slowly I, changing. Yeah, I honestly, I, I'm just going to say this straight up. I don't really give a fuck. Um, it's not something that I think about. It's not something that I care about. It's um, something I think about and care about. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I spend, I spend an inordinate amount of time thinking about movies. So. Well, you are still in quarantine, so yeah. Well, no, just beside that, I love movies and I love following actors' careers and uh, kind of keeping track of what people are doing and, and new movies coming out and adaptations of books and stuff like that. I'm all about that. So I'm always kind of following these things. And James Bond is something that, you know, I grew up with, a lot of us have grown up with. And so I'm always, uh, uh, you know, just trying to see where this is going to go. So I'm excited about it. So anyway, that that's kind of my final thought is I'm excited about where James Bond is going. I enjoyed the shit out of this movie still. <laughs> I I agree. James Bond is fun. I just I don't care. I just, <laughs> I want it I want it to be more 21st century representative instead of 20th century. I so, agree. That, that's that's my big thing, but otherwise I don't really care. I agree. So, so um yeah. Next Next week we are not going to have uh, an episode because it is Thanksgiving, and um, I will be too drunk to do this. <laughs> I will be at work. Um, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I might do something. I'll, I'll talk to some of my friends. I might do something with just me and them, um, if there is something, because I like having something to do at the end of the week. But uh, no guarantees that there's going to be an episode next. Yeah, nothing. nothing um, but we will be back the first week of December, uh, and we're gonna, is going to be starting into the you know Christmas season. So. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start on the holiday season. I just found out today that uh, my official winter break starts on Christmas Day, so I have to work on Christmas morning, which I'm a little <laughs> ah. I'm a little miffed about. I might take that day off though, so who knows. As you should. As I'll, you should. I'll claim, I'll claim religious rights. <laughs> um, so I guess, I don't know if you want to decide on a movie now, but, or we could just discuss it later um, and decide on a movie for two I think weeks let's, now. Let's, let's discuss it later because I haven't thought. Me neither. About this at all, so. 
So yeah, Sounds we're going good. to have an episode. It's going to be in two weeks, but what it's going to be about will be a complete surprise to everyone, surprise! including us. Surprise! <laughs> uh, so, uh, housekeeping before we go. Yes. Um, still have not heard from Daniel from Dante Bosca. <laughs> no. Uh, Dante, we love you. Yeah. Uh, I I do want to shout out to, um. To Mark Hamill, just because I think he's great. <laughs> I completely support that. If we can start calling out Mark Hamill, too, I don't care. We're going to turn I this into a giant gonna, thing at the end. We're just going to have a, a nice long list of all the people that were just like, hey, we love you. I'm also sure sometime we'll do Star Wars. It'll happen. Um, Probably. Um, but, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, um, I think think oh we got an email we did uh, we we have well not from anyone in particular oh. <laughs> I, <got laughs> I was I like it's not excited. a bot <laughs> i got us too excited no <laughs> we have not received a single email from anyone in the void um that's okay are you, are you listening the void is we there anybody you? out there <laughs> Actually, people are listening because we have hit 250 downloads. Wow! I can't actually can't believe that. I mean, neither. Thank <laughs> um, you. That means that more people are listening now than when we hit 100 downloads, which was only like five episodes ago. Wow! Um, that's really great, you guys. Thank you, so Void. That's that's huge. Thank you, Void. While Thank you don't you email your... us, you at least are listening. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you send us our love. You, you send us your love through very passive aggressive messages. Yes, very <laughs> passive. <laughs> uh, all the same, we do greatly appreciate it. It's super. It's, it's super exciting that you you do listen. I hope that people. Um, these are our trying times. I hope that this gives you two hours of just joy offery and just ridiculousness. We have fun doing this. I hope yeah. you have fun listening. Um, so until next we meet, um, that's it on my end. Aaron, how about you? Oh, yep. That's it. I, I'm excited to start the holiday season with you, Brennan. Uh, as people may or may not have guessed, we don't really watch a lot of holiday movies, quote-unquote holiday movies, so this will be an interesting run. Um, we watch it, like two. Yeah, and some of those are not even considered holiday movies. We should watch The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Um, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll, anyway. we'll have some fun ones for you guys. It'll It'll be great. We'll surprise you with the next episode. All right. Uh, take care, everyone in the void. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy. Yes, especially during the holidays with COVID, you guys. Be safe. Be safe, be happy, be healthy. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.